podcast. Welcome to the Queer Arabs podcast. This is Alia. And Ellie. And we are the Queer Arabs. And then... Hi, I'm Nadia. And I'm Ahmed. So yeah, we have one of the other co-hosts, the co-host from the Arabic side of the podcast, um, Ahmed. And then we have our awesome friend, Nadia, who we've been... Well, I've been talking to Nadia for like, I don't even know how long, like a month at least. Yeah, but we've had some really good wonderful yeah. conversations yeah yeah we're really excited to talk to nadia because she brought up this amazing idea of talking about queer mina uh, representation in the media and we were just talking before starting recording about how media can mean so many things and um, we can't limit it to just hollywood or mainstream all that stuff so anyway um nadia can you kind of introduce yourself Ta- tell a little bit about your background, what you do, stuff like that. Yeah, why are you so cool? I am not cool. I'm yes, like confused are. about why you guys want to have me on this podcast. Oh <laughs> I am. I, I had an existential crisis about what my name was um, before. Like, <laughs> yeah, my Nadia, my Nadia. Why am I saying my name wrong on an Arab show? Um, but I am a first-gen Lebanese-American, also with Syrian background. Um, I'm queer, specifically I'm bi, uh, very gay-leaning, lopsided, bisexual, one of those. (laughs) Um, I am a dancer, choreographer, sometimes writer um, in New York. And because I live in New York, I also pour a lot of lattes. Um, And I'm really excited to be here. I've been like fangirling this podcast since I found out about it. I was just really excited that it exists and um, that these people are having some really cool conversations. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Um, Yes, it's awesome. We've been fan uh, peopling back at you. (laughs) Ahmed, like Ahmed really is passionate about this subject. When we first told him about um, you bringing it up. He was like, I need to be on this one. Yeah, I was really excited that you all were really excited about it because I sometimes feel that talking about representation issues feels like a trivial thing to bring up, you know, when there's... Yeah. Yeah, there's like more like seemingly pressing issues of like physical violence or like legal discrimination, um, especially like if we're talking about like queer Arabs specifically, you know, we could be talking about people who just want to not die. And meanwhile, I'm like... I want to see a good movie, um, but yeah. I, I really, I don't think those things are unrelated. I think like what movies people watch affects how they're going to vote and which bombs are going to get dropped. Um, yes. You know, to both put figuratively it and literally sometimes. Yeah, I, I was talking literally, but you know, yeah, <laughs> they both work. Um, yeah, so I, I, I really appreciated that I didn't even have to. Um, that it was just like apparent why this was an important thing to talk about. Yeah, it really is. And Ahmed, Ahmed and I talked about it not too long ago. Remember at that group, Ahmed? Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, I feel like it's such a recurring topic, like representation in the media. It's such a relevant topic that I see everywhere. Like, I just, yeah. like every group that I talk to or every group that I attend, it's like at some point it gets to the media and who's represented and who's underrepresented and who's being misrepresented. And it's all like, I feel like everyone has that feeling that they are not quite there. You know, like no one feels, even the people who have their representation, they feel like, no, no, I'm not represented enough. I need more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, they're, they're represented, but not in... And very particular, stereotypical, or like you can be the side character kind of ways. Or, yeah. you know, in the Arab instance, it's like, oh, hey, we're, we've been terrorists. Terrorist number three. <laughs> terrorist number, terrorist one through three since the 90s. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's why it's so refreshing when you see an Arab character that's not a terrorist, and I get so excited, and I'm like, oh, God, they're just normal people. Like, look at that. <laughs> The bar is low. Yeah, the bar is super low. I guess that means everything will make us excited. So, yeah. And I guess one thing we also talked about uh, uh, that group that Ali was, uh, Alia mentioned, is like who gets to represent? Like who is the representative? Like that's also a factor because sometimes we have representation, 
but the representation is like uh, controlled or narrated narrated by like one specific group of people or one class of people and things yeah. like that or you know they can just go full fetishization although that's not really been a thing for arabs since like what the 50s mm, i disagree yeah. like you mean like sexy harem girl like sexy yeah. harem girl, girl the exotic um arab lover that was really in vogue in like the 30s and 40s film yeah, so um, I'm a dancer, and I, in, in that world, it's it's still a thing. God damn um, it. Oh, yeah. 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 It's um, still a thing in the gay community. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's that a could good be point. subversive. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, I, I get Jasmine on Tinder. I get mm -hmm. Jasmine on Tinder. Do you get, like, Aladdin? On... <laughs> oh, my God. I love the verb. <laughs> Tell them anything, what you hate anything can be anything can be a verb if you believe in yourself. I, <laughs> um, Ellie, did I jasmine you when I met you? Because I was like, oh my god, another Arab who's queer. I don't know if that's what happened. It's not really jasmine. No, it's not. It's although not I do same, remember we an did, Arab doing it to an Arab. Although I do remember you telling me how much you hated um, Jasmine in that movie growing up. Yeah, yeah. Is this internalized jasmining? <laughs> wait actually actually i really I, I actually do want to talk about internalized jasmineing because that's kind of definitely been a thing for me growing up in dance um and having that like like the arabian dance and the nutcracker a lot of ballet has this like sexy harm girl thing wait do i still have sound yes oh, okay yeah, yeah. yeah um like a lot of um in ballet there's very much you know that sex orientalized misogynist sexy harem thing going on um even in commercial dance um and for me it was i didn't know to get upset about it for a while because it was something that was other than a terrorist yeah. um and it was I was like, well, this is a version of sexy that apparently I fit into, and sexy is good, right? Um, so I convinced myself that that made me happy <laughs> um, right. in this very weird um, internalized orientalist misogyny kind of way, which, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Uh, I remember talk, like hearing an interview with one actor who does play the terrorist roles quite often, and he's like, yeah, it's really annoying that I always have to play these terrorist one, two, and three roles, but it is steady work and it does make me allow me to work as an artist, you know? And right. Which kind of sucks. That's but it's tough. like it's like I'm getting paid, but I'm also getting paid to do my people disservice. That's kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. And they're also very boring. Like, aren't people bored with like these stereotypical movies? But like, what? Like, we have seen the same plot a million times. Right. It's not about like, the can plot. we it's just get explosion. something a little different? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's about seeing things blow up. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's also, I think, a way to get in the room, you know, um, by playing stereotypical parts because otherwise, mm -hmm. Otherwise, you you just won't be an actor, and you won't get connections in Hollywood. You know, like yeah. I I feel like it's a similar thing for like um, like a lot of Asian actors who are like now pushing for like more complex representation, Asian yes. representation in Hollywood. They got in there by doing like you know stereotypical Asian roles. I'm thinking like Margaret Cho or, or like George Takei. I guess they're both queer people. Um, mm. but it's like, that's how they got into the industry. And then once you're there, maybe you can subvert things, but it's like, do you want to play that game? Then how long can you stand to do it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully podcast world has no such thing, or if it does, we've never run into it. We are so far away that we can't even see the establishment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's nice. Like that's. I guess, okay, I guess if we're expanding what our definition of media is, we can expand it that far. Because I think, like, in the void of, like, queer, especially, like, queer Arab, um, like, mainstream media representation, there's, like, so much bubbling up on, like, social media platforms and, like, independent media platforms. Like, pod podcasting is a thing, you know? Like, this, this is media, too. 
Yeah, that's true. Um, and then Yellow Punk was definitely a cool. It was, it was like um, a cause or an effect, I guess, of people feeling like, okay, I don't really have a place for my art, and um, that people understand. And so a lot of people came together at this Yellow Punk Fest. Artists of all genres, um, and it was really cool to see how the like people just seemed really confident and like they didn't have to explain themselves as much so that was really refreshing i think yeah. for a lot of people and i think in stand-up comedy there is a decent air of representation yeah. uh like even when you go to a random comedy club uh you would see like one or two arab people or like arab uh, sounding names in the lineup uh, I can't think of any big names mm -hmm. out there, like nobody like, you know, on, a, on an A-level kind of comedian. Yeah. But I feel that there's a lot of an up-and-coming talent in comedy. Um, yeah, there's um, Arab American Comedy Festival in New York, uh, which I haven't gone to yet, but oh, it looks really cool. good. They have a really yeah. cool lineup. Um, I also know, um, let's say, I think... Um, Aman Al Husseini, she's a um, queer Palestinian Canadian comedian. Oh. Yeah. Oh, awesome! I should listen to her stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, she's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, and then there's this whole. We were talking earlier about this whole tired plot of like, um, when it comes to movies. Circling back to that, like when it comes to uh, Israeli and Palestinian couple and they have this tragic love story and then there's complete utter heartbreak and doom at the end and that seems to be really over like it's just been recycled over and over and over and like it would be really nice to see a queer Arab movie that is more lighthearted that has more of a positive spin on it positive ending so that's something that comes to mind um i'm thinking of a movie called the bubble which was um from 2006 i saw it later um and it was that plot um, uh, then there was that other one with the israeli soldier and the palestinian no that's uh, the bubble no no, no 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 there's like yagar and something else it's on netflix oh okay okay but uh yeah, it's what if they recycled. could live, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, right. but to be fair, they kind of stole that from like the lesbian movies of the of the nineties. Kill, kill your yeah, kill your lesbians. Kill your lesbians. Yeah, yeah. What is that a movie? No, that was just it was. Any time like lesbians were mentioned in a movie in the nineties or book or any like any time like in the past, the lesbian one of the lesbians died at least one. Yeah, and oh, it wasn't just books; it was like other media too. Because otherwise, you know, it's not interesting enough, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like what happened to uh, Willow's girlfriend in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Oh, my God. That's totally disaster porn. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there is a, an even uh, uh, like a, an older theme of that with straight girls called the, the dead girl trope. Like there are a lot of like works of art like in which a woman is, is dead or she's going to die or the... the, the the antagonist or the anti-hero is going to kill her. Like, there's always that about uh, the The stuff, trope yeah. is yeah. officially called um, fridging. And basically, it it's sort of gone away a little bit, but it still comes up. It's mm -hmm. really bad in comic books, I know that. It's like yeah. anytime, you know, the protagonist in a running series gets a new female interest, they're going to die, probably in 20 <laughs> issues or less. Oh man! Because they can't—they can't continue to have a life after they're not with this dude. You know, they can't like have their own narrative. That's it's like not. it's like it's not. here's this guy who looks who's awesome and has powers and is the lead character, and yeah, she's gonna die. That was the highlight of her life, and she dies there. Uh, yeah, but lovely. but but can you guys think of any like if we stick to like traditional television i guess and like mainstream movies can you guys think of any queer arab characters because i couldn't think of anybody me neither like, and, and i i, I tried research uh, yeah right me too i tried yeah. to find i tried like 
and I just not finding anything. And by the way, if anyone listening to this does know of a queer Arab character Please in mainstream, tell us. Tell us and tell us how wrong we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is a character from Shameful. I think season one and two. Uh, Shameful is a TV show. I think it's on Showtime. Yeah. It's on Netflix as well. And uh, there's a character from the from seasons one and two. Uh-huh. But I think, I don't know if the character is Arab. It's definitely Muslim, okay. but I don't know if the character is Arab. Wait, are you talking uh, about Shameless? Shameless? Yeah, Shameless. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. What did I, did I say Shameful? Well, opposite. Shameless, Shameful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, no, it's uh, Shameless, yeah. Okay. I can't think of who that is. Uh, yeah, it's been do, a while. Do we want to cheat and like edit, do a Google and edit? No. Oh, no. fine. Oh, so the, so the character's name is Cash. He yeah. he basically ran the he ran the grocery store where Ian worked. I don't know oh. if any of you guys have seen the show. I have, but it's been a while. Um, okay. But yeah, Ellie, I don't want to cheat and go and Google and edit it in because the whole point is that there we're having trouble fig- like thinking of any representation. This is authenticity. The struggle. The struggle <laughs> is part of the podcast. Exactly. Um. Yeah. But yeah, that's. And like I'm, and I usually get excited anytime I see a positive representation of somebody who is like Arab or Arab coded. That isn't like, oh hey, they're definitely going to turn out to be the villain, or here comes the betrayal. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. If we okay, if we stretch mainstream and we can include like indie movies, and we can talk about Duck Butter, um, and then like Elia Shokat's character is named Naima so like you know you can watch a girl named Naima have sex with a girl for a while but I haven't seen that I, I honestly haven't either but, but that's, I, that's basically the plot line of the movie I've oh. heard her talk about it a while um I think maybe her talking about it might I don't know I don't know I, I have to watch it before I um comment more on the actual movie but her talking about it is really interesting um and she's also someone who has um in those interviews talked specifically about wanting to make more um movies relating to arab american characters specifically and um also more queer centric movies um so i think i think that's like our hope that's awesome um ahmed have you heard of duck butter no, never heard of it, but oh. I'm definitely going to check it out. It's new. Oh, oh cool. okay. Okay. Um, basically, the plot line, it's oh, like, it's, okay. it's, it's basically like lesbian mumblecore. Um, two women, like, decide they're going to, like, skip. I'm repeating the, like, summary from the things I've seen about yeah. it, but I still haven't seen the actual movie. Um, basically, they decide they're going to, like, stay together for 24 hours and get to know everything about each other and have sex every hour. Oh, well, uh, and it's like it's yeah. it's not enough like personal background that I think you could like. I don't think they discuss any other aspects of their lives. So like you know, I think Arab coded is the most you can say. But like, okay, she is like a she like she she's playing herself, and oh. she didn't like give herself a whitewash name, and she right. was sex with a woman. So yeah, there we go, kind of. Yeah. Wow. Also, are we allowed to bring in Game of Thrones to this? Fuck yeah, anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in Game of Thrones, there is this fictional place, uh, Dorne, and uh-huh. I think Dorne is coded to be Mina or Arab, an Arab place. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it's like it's warmer. The people there are darker. They have you know fancy fancy clothes. Yeah. They have more lax attitude towards sexuality. And the the main character that we see from that place, Oberyn Martell, he's bisexual. He's like almost openly bisexual. Like, oh no, no, he is very much bisexual. Like, I think in season two, he's basically in the brothel with a guy. Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, and 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 I think like other people kind of know. He's like, yeah, their men are great in battle, but they're not so great in the bedroom. Like he's saying that in board meetings. Oh, so Thank me, you, Mina, Co- me, Mina coded fiction. Yeah. yeah. Okay, if we're expanding to like any Mina, yeah, <laughs> we could talk about we could talk about appropriate behavior. Um, 
which is about a bisexual um, Persian American woman. Um, basically, it's it, it it's like girls. Basically, she's like going through a post breakup, um, kind yeah. of living her life, sarcastic dialogue, that kind of thing, um, and. I don't know. Have you guys seen it? I haven't. It reminds me a little of um, the bold type. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. Wait, wait. Didn't the bold type have that one character? Who the was... Iran- well, Iranian um, lesbian. And it eventually gets to a point where she's like dealing with post-breakup stuff. But she's not the main okay. character. But anyway... Yeah. Okay, this is, in this case, she is the main character. Um, but then I was oh, like cool. watching it, and I was like unfairly disappointed with it because I was like, I was like, I really, it needs to be good. You can't, you can't let right, it right. Um, and I think my my disappointments were more about like the ways in which I was like expecting to relate to this character because she like by movie standards checks similar boxes that I do, um, and lives in New York, and you know, um, yeah. And yeah. then it was more like I would have done this differently, or I would have explored this differently. But that's not really a fair. Maybe there, there though. shouldn't there shouldn't be so few options to see yourself in movies that you get upset when some one yeah. character isn't exactly who you want her to be. Yeah, exactly. Like there should yeah there should be um, other things we can watch, but we're not there yet. Yeah, and I think this is the source of why we have a lot of internal, I don't know if it's an internal struggle, but like we have a lot of discussion about representation and who is an appropriate representation because we usually only have one character. So that character has to be everything to each, every single one of us. And in a way, that's not going to happen. Like we know that's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Uh, So if we were to get more characters and a variety of backgrounds and variety of fly, you know, life stories, then that would be, that would solve the problem somewhat. Yeah. That's such a good point. Cause I mean, there's this like very like tokenistic attitude, I think, especially if it's like, you're going to have a big budget movie. It's like, we're going to have the one Asian movie, you know? Um, and then I think if we were to say, we're going to have, let's say magically um you get a movie with you're gonna have a queer arab main character and a large budget hollywood movie i think people at studios would be seeing that as like the the queer arab movie like wow we're being so progressive yeah and like check that box we got that we we did our diversity for this year yeah give Mm -hmm. us our oscar now and it seems like by that standard it's like wow this is so niche and specific but like god if you just like think about that category that could include so many different things like yeah like there's so many ways to be queer there's so many ways to be arab people have all kinds of different relationships with those identities and then are can have so many different kinds of lives just in general that yeah yeah, exactly. But Hollywood every so often seizes upon some minority to start representing. Like, I remember when Trans America came out and it was the trans movie. Right. You can only have one. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, <laughs> and by the time I, like, I saw it and all, like, everyone around me was like, oh my God, did you see? And I'm like, not the trans people, like, all my straight people, family in my life. Yeah. Were like, oh my God, did you see it? It's like, there's a trans person in it. Aren't you so happy? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I have, aside from the word trans, I have nothing in common with the person represented in this movie. She's white. She's older. She has money. She's not Arab. Wait, are you talking about, oh, and transparent too. Well, that came later, but. Yeah. The that one... was the same description. It was like older older white yeah. people and yeah. then uh before that there was this excellent book called transistor radio which also checked the exact same boxes white trans older uh-huh. you know and i i was like shit i have nothing in common with this person other than the fact that we had the whole trans thing and we experienced it in completely different ways right so which wouldn't be like 
they should be able to have their movie and like other people should be able to have a movie that they relate to. It shouldn't be. Right. Right. Like it shouldn't be on that person to represent everybody. Right. It shouldn't be either or like, like we only get white movies or only get. Yeah. Yeah. But Nadia, like I, I, so you live in New York. I don't know. How do you, how, how close are you to the like cultural scene in New York and how do you see, like, do you see a lot of, so not only in front of the camera, but even behind the camera and like in the, in the back room kind of positions, do you see a lot of Arab sounding names and a lot of Arab people or Arab coded people in, in that, in these spaces, or is that not a thing? Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to like, I'm, I, I wouldn't know that specifically. I'm not like directly involved in, um, any kind of like film production work or anything like that. I know a lot of people who are, um, more like entry level trying to work in like screenwriting or acting, Mm -hmm. um, filmmaking. Um, I'm going to say no, but, but like, I don't, not that I know of. Yeah. How about with dance? Um, there's some, like, there, there's some, but I'm more likely to know about them than maybe, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're not trying to get you to represent the whole and entirety of the New York cultural and film and dance scene. Right. It's it's Um, a big place. I think, but, but it's true that, like, I think film, film tends to be predominantly white and... I think we can also talk about how there's just like barriers to entry in all of these different arts industries. Um, for like also like class barriers, cause you know, it not only do you have to have, you know, some level of education, it's also like the level of financial security you have to have to be able to take a risk to work unpaid. Yeah. Usually yeah. in these industries for a while before you can actually make a living from it. Um, oh, that seems to be a thing in a lot of industries these days, like uh, medicine, law, especially after the crash. Uh, what else? Entertainment. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say that people don't exist and erase people in that way. But I do know, um, I can talk about like, so a lot of my friends who are trying to work more, like might also be dancers or are actors and are trying to work more in the like theater or commercial kind of sector of the industry. There's a lot of, typecasting is definitely a thing. Um, there's very much like limiting what roles you can play. I, I think that's kind of what scared me away from going into more commercial work because I didn't know how the typecasting machine would treat me and I, I didn't want to figure out what my type was and throw up a little bit inside yeah. when someone said that to me because like, yeah, I don't like sometimes, sometimes I hear like two white women with slightly different heights and haircuts talking about how they're completely different types and one of them is like the girl next door and the other one cannot be like the leading love interest or something like that in musical theater um wow and i think because a lot of i don't again i don't want to be like speaking on things that i'm not an expert on but i think some a lot of the times people being a performer is kind of an entry point to also being in like director or like creative roles. Um, And I think when people get pushed out as performers, they're less likely to eventually be making a play or a musical or something like that. Um, And I think, yeah, we were also talking about how people get in. Like one, one way is by being by doing you know the race stereotypical roles um another one is like sometimes people get in by like being white passing and able to play the white people roles hmm. like i think like like alia shaukat would be an example of that like she's mixed race um she was considered white passing enough to you know yeah do so the, like, for like yeah. Well, yeah. she's she's. I think she's 
racialized in it. She gets I like the roles. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah. Like Alia Shawcott um, was white passing enough for Arrested Development. Right. For example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Antonio Shell, who, uh, who was. Yeah. On and that Mog. Show. I love Mog. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. I loved it. Um, but yeah, I think that's definitely a thing. And then it's kind of, I think those people who are able to get in are, you know, they might be able to open doors. Like I think Elia Shavkat is has talked about how that privilege has enabled her to get into Hollywood on some level and how like now she wants to use that platform to show other stories that maybe she wasn't immediately cast for. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think when we're talking about privilege, it's not just like, it's not to shame particular performers or anything for, you know, the reasons why they were successful, but also to talk about like how they can use that access. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad Alia Shawcut is talking about this. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's hope there. Yeah. Um, that's I also sorry I was still talking about like various people I, I also I think when I was emailing you brought up um Tanya Safi who was I think still is in the BuzzFeed video division which is where oh. I found her work um she's Lebanese Australian and she's um she's a lesbian she was originally on BuzzFeed Sydney and I think now is working at BuzzFeed LA but she's also she's also like a filmmaker yeah by i think originally um yeah we did talk about that but yeah oh cool um i did not know about her she's really cool yeah i mean of course buzzfeed as a as a company has its that's a whole different thing <laughs> uh any media company once it gets large enough is yeah. going to be problematic you know that's kind of the nature of the web publishing game. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Um, I mean, like, no publisher is unproblematic at this point, I think. Like, that's large. Like, mm -hmm. Vice has that one guy who's basically alt-right as a founder. You know, most media corporations are owned in turn by larger, you know, multinationals who do all sorts of horrendous things with their various arms it's but that's sort of like a separate yeah. side that's like right. a whole other tangent but i'm sorry i think there's also a lot of discussion about like you know the, Bu the buzzfeed video division is very popular there's also discussion about like how buzzfeed is treating the employees who work in the video division um in terms of like intellectual property and like oh okay um paying people and that kind of thing if yeah. you Gabby Don, who used to work there, has written some um, really great articles about that, but separate topic. <laughs> oh, good to, yeah. Good to, definitely good to check out. I, I need to read up on that. Yeah, although at this point, I think we're trying to be the queer Arabs, but we might be venturing into the socialist Arabs. <laughs> yeah, why does that have to be one or the other? Yeah. Because if you do that, it, I won't be able to stop. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> yeah, that might that might affect the like um, potential for getting an advertiser on here. No, no, <laughs> no. I, I think we've sort of I've sort of made peace with the fact that we will never have Make a, any money um, or have an advertiser. I don't know. There must be some. There must be someone. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, we've talked about hey, Grinder, Tinder, oh. sponsor us. Yeah, but they haven't responded to us yet. Never. But, yeah. I could do like a, a not not your Aladdin ad. Not your Aladdin <laughs> ad. Oh my god. <laughs> not the Aladdin that you expected. Yeah. <laughs> Which, oh by the gosh. way, that was a whole other controversy. The casting of Aladdin last year. Like, I remember yeah. seeing so many updates. Oh, they're interviewing this person. Oh, wait, they're talking to this person. Oh, they're considering this. I was like, why is this so like, this is taking so much space. Like, I know it's important, but like, come on. Like, it's, it's not like picking it. 
like a, a very important person to do like you know something pivotal like i feel like they were they were basically race baiting at that point for hype i don't think like those discussions had any real impact on who was chosen it was just like hey yeah. if we have this discussion at all we'll you know get articles on buzzfeed and e and all these other minority issue places who like that sort of shit like jezebel yeah. And there are people who are starting campaigns or allegedly starting grassroots campaigns to support certain actors. I was like, I think that's taken it too far. Like, you know, I'm not emotionally invested in having a specific actor play Aladdin. Like, it's uh, not was... that important. What if there were like other parts besides Aladdin that all these actors could play? You know, like all the dancers that were cast for that were you know, yeah. <laughs> that were eventually played by white people, if I remember right. Yeah. yeah. And I think they added a whole new character that's another prince that's white that's in the in the movie what? that didn't existed before. So yeah. they go out of their way to add more white people. Yeah, yeah. just to add more diversity to Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm just going to take off my headset and walk out the door at this point. I'm, like, I'm so done with Aladdin. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I could hear about this, but, like, it's a lot, like, but it's still Aladdin, you know? It's still Aladdin. Like, it's still like, Aladdin. I'd really like to watch It's like basic Aladdin. bitch yeah. intro to Arab anything. Yeah. <laughs> basic Which, like, I identify as a basic bitch, but, you know? Yeah. Not I... hating. <laughs> <laughs> I have my basic shit, too, for sure. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, I think it... I think it would be cool if we did like a yellow punk feature film. Right? Yellow punk the musical? Oh my god, yes. Yes. Oh, that's really good. That's amazing. I well, I want to start a conversation on like, oh my god, who would play us? And I was like, shit, that's like I guess we would play. We would have to play like, us. All yeah. have to play ourselves. No, we would be too old to to play ourselves at this stage, right? Yeah, we need like young twenty-something Arab. I'm twenty-three. Oh yeah, Nadia, you yeah you you're in the you're you're in the right right range. in the right yeah yeah yeah. So what will happen with your role? So is which one be... of you am I gonna play? So you would. Um, <laughs> can you sing? No, I I want to work play on me. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I think your role would be played by an older white woman who is trying to look 22. Or 23. <laughs> Great, good point. Oh my god, you're so right. That's hilarious. Uh, and we're all played by white people in the end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they probably won't find anybody as tall as I am, but that's kind of no. fair. No, no, I can no. play, I can get on stilts. And <laughs> no, no, they'll just, they'll just talk. They'll just cast you as Tom Cruise as you and like just play up the angle shots. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so triggered right now. Yeah. Why would you bring Tom Cruise into this? Because he was the only one I can think of immediately where like they literally tr like take every effort to make him look taller in yeah. every film. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt that would play well into the joke. And also I can't run, so I don't know if he will add running to my character. He will have to do that somehow. He because he and always dancing. Yeah, he likes to run. Like that's uh that's his thing. Oh. In movies. Right. Not in real life. Not but in real movies life. he's always running. That we know of, yeah. Okay, um, uh, I think we've tangented too hard. <laughs> There's never yes. enough tangents for this though. So, we need so, to ask so Nadia also, more Elia and I guys. have discussed. Elia and I are gonna both get really good at aerial dance, and then Hell make, to the, yeah. make queer Arabs the musical, queer Arabs in space the musical. Yeah. So it's like we're floating in space, but really we're on silks, um, and then yeah. we're also singing. Get ready, it people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, could you explain aerial silks for the people who don't know? Um, well, they are silks that hang from the ceiling and you dance in the air. And I have, I have a class tomorrow morning. I'm so excited. Like I've missed, missed a couple because of, um, Yala Punk. 
So is it like an art project or a workout? I'm still confused over that. It's a it's a style oh. of dance, and you it's definitely strength building. It is. Um, I mean, it takes. It definitely improves your flexibility. A lot of so it is in a sense a workout, also um, a an art form like a dance. So people like people do performances of it. It's not just for for the exercise component. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's I I I love it so much. Um, I've. It's it's something I really want to try, and I I saw on Instagram she was doing it, and I was yes, like, dude. <laughs> I know, and and yeah, and it took me a long time to have access to it because of um like it's really it's expensive, to, yeah. yeah. It's hard to find affordable classes for that. Yeah, so really that's hard. um kind of what's been like keeping me from that, um, keeping me from trying it for a bit, but like I really want to try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did the Groupon thing like a couple years ago because I was like, okay, I can afford this four pack. Let's see how it goes. And then I fell in love with it and then came back to it last November. So there. Now have we tangented too far? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We tangent too far. Yeah. Um, So Nadia, where can people like find you, see your work? etc yeah um so my website is nadiak.tk that will kind of direct you to most of the major places that i am um you could also check out my blog where i write weird emotional poetry or personal essays or op-eds um nadiainherownworld.wordpress.com i'm also on instagram as nadiainherownworld uh mostly dance videos there i love Uh, them yeah, that's it. Those videos make me so happy. And I loved where you were yes. you were dancing in Beirut, like on the rooftop or I think you were on a roof. Right. That was that was at um my grandparents' house um in Pamdun. Um I needed to get away from people for a second and there was a roof and beautiful scenery and I was like, Let me just, you know, put my phone down here for a bit. Um did an improv video. Yeah, most of my videos are um improv. I'll just like find a space stick my phone in a corner um kind of go at it um yeah yeah i love it um and yeah we'll post the links on our website and social media and is there anything else you want um aside from so your you said your the website and the blog is there anything else oh and your instagram anything else you want people to check out or um, in terms of me, that's about it. Sorry, um, Ellie, what were you saying? Oh, uh, and if people want to contact you directly, what would be the best avenue? Um, you can, um, I have a contact page on my website, so awesome. you can go to that. Okay. Um, definitely contact me, if, in particular, if you're a, like, I don't know, artist of any kind in New York, um, want to collab, hit me oh, up. Yeah. yeah. Start that queer Arab artist scene in New York. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. I really want to go to Yellow Punk. It looks like so much fun. I'm it so looks, excited. It looks amazing. Yeah. I'm like, do it. I, you, you don't have to convince. You don't have <laughs> I know. To convince. We're not trying to convince you. We're, at this point, we're just trying to peer pressure you into making the appropriate arrangements so you can do it. <laughs> I'm peer pressured. I'm like self pressured already. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm. It's gonna be amazing next year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, having you there, having Ahmed there, um, yeah, it's having I'm more also... time for Philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> I'm so looking that. forward to the cheesesteaks and donuts. Oh my god, the donuts! Oh, Dottie's donuts, the vegan donuts were so good. Uh, I'm non-vegan mm. and I love meat, and Dottie's donuts were probably some of the best donuts I've ever had. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, uh... wait, so I think that we should make like a, I don't know if we should make like a Google form or Google doc or something. I think we should collect pitches of like movies or TV shows that people would want to watch since we're trying to talk about things that already exist. And um, I love that we're like running against a wall. 
Um, I think we should make a list of things that could exist. I yeah. really like that idea. Um, yeah, let's set something up, and hey. we will get back to the listeners on. Hey, what? internet, um, while you're listening, come to our... Wait, what do we want to set this up on? Instagram, Facebook? No, I... No, I think the Google Docs is a great idea. Okay, but where would they find it? Can we put the link on these, like, yeah, social we'll just, media? Oh, yeah, we'll, just yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll post stuff on, like, um, our website and our social media. Okay, let me put it this way. So, Internet, we want to hear about your your movie pitches and also let us know of any movies we should be hearing. Yeah. We'll be posting a or Google other Doc. Me- other type of media. Yeah. Including video games, please show me a good era, like queer era representation in a video game, and I will love you forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will be posting a form, a Google Doc form, where you can, you know, pitch your dream queer era project or tell us about an existing one. I love yeah. that. Maybe we can sort through that if we get a whole bunch of good suggestions. Maybe you can discuss them at some point in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Or I just want—I don't know—I want people to just outside of this community just to like see that list and know that it's not know how many things are on that you know yeah i like that that's that doesn't mean that anything is going to get produced automatically but just like yeah know that when we're talking about representation we're not talking about like making the one token queer arab movie but like that that could mean so many things also i bet we're gonna have really good ideas you know, yeah, we are. like, like, like sometimes people talk about representation. I'm going on, but sometimes people talk about it. Like, it's like this charity act, like, oh, we're, we're being so nice to the right to the little minorities by giving them a movie. <laughs> it's like, no, like this, this is good. This is good shit. And like the plots you're making are really limited and are less interesting than reality. And like, you're doing yourselves a creative disservice by not including this stuff. We could always do like an Arab civil rights movement about the stuff that just happened in Lebanon and then mm-hmm. watch yeah. the movie get cast entirely by white people and for mm-hmm. white people. No, that's not our goal. No. No, I like the idea until you said it's cast by white people. You know Hollywood would do that. I know, but our goal is for that not to happen. Okay, so somebody needs to beat Hollywood to it now. Why don't we like <laughs> cast a bunch of like awesome Beiruti drag queens and voguers? Oh my god. Please, yes. Like Anya Knees. Yeah. And oh my god, yes. Also, Hoodie Saad, the voguer, I'm like, I insta stalk him so hard. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's also a veterinary or veterinary student, so he like has a bunch of snakes and stuff oh, and like does like I think cool. I him. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not shocking. <laughs> right, right. Like, yes, there's the, the queer era of Instagram wormhole. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which is, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's a real, like, it, it's what we do in the void of, like, other types of media representation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, truly, social media is what we have right now. So. Yeah. Um, that and cat pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And podcasts. And podcasts. Trashy, trashy yeah, podcasts. Cats. There should be something about cats. Um, yeah. yeah we the need internet to, is for cats. We need to incorporate cats into some of these plots that we think of. So, anyway, yeah, uh, we'll let you all know like what we come up with as far as where to submit that stuff. I like the Google Docs idea. Um, we will follow up with that very soon. Nadia, you are amazing. Thank you so much for being on this. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Of um, yeah. Well, blast. since we got sidetracked a little, do you want to plug your website again? Um, yeah, NadiaK.TK. And what are, awesome. where are we at, darling? We're at thequeerarabs.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Queer Arabs. And please rate and review us on iTunes. So... Yay. I know I will. You'll rate yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll rate myself, but like like a three star. Yeah, know? like rate ourselves one star. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they could do better. <laughs> they suck. Medium quality. <laughs> Medium, yeah. <laughs> that would reflect how I feel about myself. It's like, me too. Eh. 
It's like I would pretty medium. It's like my review would go something like this: I rate Alia a ten, and Ellie is like two. She's like utter trash. Ellie, stop it! Not trash. None of us are trash. We're all great. But everyone listening, give us a five star rating. This is not. Yes, please. Don't give us a three star rating. We will do that. For ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> we can do that to ourselves, but you're not allowed you to do can't. it. You can't. You're not allowed. You're not us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, Ahmed, thank you for being with us. Yes. You are more than welcome. It's great to make a peek here into the English side of the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, someday our Arabic will be good enough for us to do the same. Wait, and by the this. way, I tried. I tried listening to, to the Arabic podcast to like practice Arabic, but um, the thing about podcasts is you can't turn on subtitles when you when you hear yeah. yeah, it's difficult. And we have been having people from different um, dialects, so right. Like I can I mean, if you're used you guys to, yeah, pretty yeah. much. But like, yeah, when when the dialect changes, I. I react to that pretty strongly because yeah, maybe when, when we have people from from Lebanese background, you that would be easier right. because like you would be more familiar with their accents and stuff. Maybe that would be a little easier. I think also like I don't know a lot of like terms used to talk about like gender and sexuality and queer stuff in Arabic. Um, yeah. So that could that could be like an interesting like educational, yeah. like it's, queer it's Arabic one hundred and one. Yeah, it's a challenge. Mm. I like that. Or yeah. that, or maybe we could like post it to YouTube with a video subtitle track. Yeah. Ooh. How anyway. would that work? That would be, yeah. that'd be a lot of transcribe. That'd be hard. Though. That sounds hard. That actually sounds really difficult. Yeah. It sounds I like, like, a, like, I a, like a, good, a good idea to have, but like, yeah. yeah. Until we get like, once we get sponsored by Grinder, yes. Uh, we Grindr. can hire, we can hire a bunch of um, people to. To transcribe, yeah. yeah, like Grinder, come on. We've mentioned you so many times. <laughs> I know one of you is one of us. And I swear, if you yeah. if you don't sponsor us, you will not be mentioned on this podcast again. Not at all. Ooh, yeah. That's not realistic. <laughs> but, Let's but, not burn but, that bridge yet. <laughs> yeah, but Ellie, can I plug the Arabic side a little bit? Oh, you're yes, listening of course, to, yes, of course. If you're listening to us and you speak Arabic or you speak a little bit of Arabic or if you want to hear Arabic, uh, tune into the Arabic episodes. They come out every other Saturday. So, yes. yeah. Uh, yeah. And you'll get to hear all different dialects. My goal is to have every single dialect on the podcast at some point. So it's going we'll to happen. We'll, well, it's going to happen one of these days. Hell yeah. All right. So. All right, y'all. Thank you all so much for listening. Outro music. Peace. Thank mm-hmm. you.